The MLB Gambling Podcast on Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with your over with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome in, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, May 26th, currently 4.15 on the East Coast, here to break down the Friday schedule in Major League Baseball. I am back from Vegas. It was a great time out there with the NBA Gambling Podcast crew, but now it is time to get back on the saddle, time to start grinding out the MLB. And joining me to break down the Friday schedule, the man that's been holding it down, trying to contain Malcolm and his shenanigans, it's my main man, Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on, uh, Munaf? I'm doing well. Uh how was Vegas? I saw you guys hit on, or Scott hit on a nice parlay. The studio looks beautiful in the blue wire, and you met up with the consig. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun out there. We got, we, uh, got the NBA Gambling Podcast crew out there. Uh, I know we're going to try to get uh, a lot of the other shows out there as well. They use the blue wire uh, studio facilities. It's, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I don't have words to describe it. Um, because it was actually like the first time I had actually been in there. I know Sean and Ryan have been there uh, plenty of times, but it's a great experience. It's a lot of fun. They've done a great job of uh, making the uh, facility, the the technology and the equipment is all top notch. Little the green room area, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, It's a sight to see. So hopefully, you know, uh, sooner rather than later, we'll all be be able to get out there uh, and check out the Blue Wire Studios. Yeah, can six stop by as well. Um, I texted him that I was going to be in town and he said, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, he told me that he was going to message me and he did. I believe it was on uh, Tuesday and he came by to the Blue Wire Studios, kicked it with us for a little bit, got him on the pod, talked some NBA as well. And yeah, we did hit some big parlays. Scott had two uh, that were like 17 to one and 13 to one. And then I had one. Oh, wow. uh, uh, yeah, with um, it was three MLB plays and the one uh, basketball play. I was around 11 to one. So uh, yeah, we, we had a pretty good, we had a pretty good trip. It was a lot of fun seeing everybody. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Next we got to get this, uh, MLB pod out there. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, sooner, like I said, hopefully sooner rather than later, we can get everybody out there. I was talking to Malcolm earlier today and he's like, he wants to get out to Vegas. He was actually looking at flight prices, um, <laughs> to get over there. I was like, how long is a flight? He's like, it's 16 hours. And then I told him, Jeez. Oh my God, it's going to take you like two days to recover. And he goes, he goes, no, I'll be running on adrenaline and I can sleep anywhere. So uh, I think <laughs> he's an animal. Yeah, he's an animal. He, I think he's really ready to get out there and uh, meet the crew and, and just get out to Vegas. It's always a great time. But uh, what's been going on in MLB? I don't have been keeping up with it, but how's your betting going this week? Uh, it's been good. After a good, nice four-day win streak, I uh, had two losing days. I got to stick with my gut. I'm trying to get too cute. And, like, for example, this first game today, the Cubs and the Reds, I had the over eight and a half, went away from it, didn't play, and decided to play the Cubs. 
then Justin Steele got whacked for like six, seven, and then we had a rain delay. So now they're down 13-5. So just got to go with my gut a little more. I, I try to get too cute sometimes with my numbers, and it backfires. Yeah, I took the first five over in this game. Um, as soon as I see the, saw the Cubs put up two, I was like, uh, sooner rather later than uh, – sorry, the sooner rather than later, the Reds were going to come back, and they did. Like you mentioned, Steele gave up those runs. Um, so that's a good uh, early cash for me to start uh, Thursday here. But uh, here to talk about the Friday games. Um, Dylan, let's just dive right into it, my man. First game on the board on uh, Friday is going to be a 640 Eastern start between the San Francisco Giants in Cincinnati. Currently, no line is up for this game, and I am currently seeing probable pitchers um, of Carlos Rodon for the San Francisco Giants, and I'm seeing um, Graham Ashcraft as the Yeah, that's who pitcher. I have. Okay. And I'll go through the numbers since we don't have a really a line here for um, the this game. So Carlos Rodon, he's 4-3 and three on the season so far, 3.43 ERA, a whip of 1.16. Um, his only rough outing really was his uh, uh, the third sorry the third start in May in St. Louis where he got whacked for eight and runs and only three and two thirds inning. But other than that, he's been really really good for the uh, San Francisco Giants. And uh, I was looking at the the splits for uh, teams batting averages against uh, left handed pitching, and I believe the Reds uh, were one of the worst teams against left handed pitching. Uh, let me double check that here real quick. Um, as far as team batting average, yeah, Cincinnati second to last, at least in team batting average, they're right down there with the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are ranked number thirty-two. Um, their OPS is currently dead last in the MLB against uh, left-handed pitching. So automatic advantage right there, especially with a guy like Carlos Rodon on the mound here. And like I mentioned, Graham Ashford is on the mound for the um, Cincinnati Reds. He made a start out of the minor league system for the Cincinnati Reds on May 22nd in Toronto, where he went four and a third inning, did allow four hits, two earned runs, did strike out three, but also did walk two guys. Um, so not much there for him. This is going to be his second uh, start in the MLB for the Cincinnati Reds. I completely lean here with the Giants here. Um, Dylan, uh, on the run line, uh, I like what Rodon has been able to do uh, throughout the season. Like I mentioned, that ERA is a little inflated because he had that one bad start against the St. Louis Cardinals. But other than that, you know, this, like I mentioned, this Reds team that has been struggling offensively uh, against left-handed pitching, again, that just um, gives the upper hand uh, to Carlos Rodon. But did you have anything for this game that you did like? Yeah, no, I would just imagine that the uh, Giants are probably going to open up a big favorite. I would probably lean the over as well. I mean, both teams are... Thing I saw, yeah, 25 and 17 towards the over. I mean, right now the uh, Reds put up 14 at home. Uh, there are winds blowing out at nine miles an hour tomorrow. So I would imagine, especially, I would, if I could get a nice minus 130 with the Giants run line, maybe that team total over four, over four and a half. And I would lean over. I can't get involved with the Cubs right now, especially that they're, they're about to win. So I like to beat them after they win. 
yeah. So yeah, we're leading Giants here tomorrow on the run line, and then uh, Dylan also likes the over. And I still kind of do like the team total over then for the San Francisco Giants after what you just said about everything. Um, you know, the second start here for uh, Graham Ashford for the Cincinnati Reds, but. Like you mentioned, I mean, this Giants team has been hitting the ball well. I know they got in a slump a couple weeks back, but uh, I think that they can find their form here against especially the Cincinnati pitching, whose starting rotation hasn't been that good, and I think their bullpen has been even worse for them. So uh, definitely keep that in mind when you're betting this game. All right, next game on the board, it's going to be a 7.05 Eastern start. It's going to be the second game of the series between the Colorado Rockies visiting the nation's capital to take on the Washington Nationals. Currently seeing a line of this game as an opener of minus 110 both ways um, on this game. Total is set at nine with a little bit of juice on the under at minus 115. Run line right now, minus one and a half for the Rockies. Sorry, at plus 150. And then for the Nationals, plus one and a half, minus 170. Uh, I'll leave this one off here also as well, Dylan. Uh, on the mound, it's going to be Austin Gomber. For the Colorado Rockies, left-handed pitcher. He's two and four so far on the season, a 4.11 ERA, a whip of 1.20. His last start, it was against uh, uh, the New York Mets, where he was he was pretty good in that game. He only uh, gave up two earned runs in seven innings pitched. Did allow seven hits, but again, he, he looked really good against them. Um, the one thing that really does stick out to me about uh, Austin Gomber is that he's not very good on the road. And if we kind of go back to uh, last season, um, he had a 6.22 ERA on the road with a 1.44 whip. He was 4-8 and eight at uh, on the road. And then at home, he was lights out, 2.09 with a uh, whip of below one with a 5-1 and one record. Fast forward to this season, it's pretty balanced for him as far as uh, his ERA, 4.09 uh, on the road. His whip is... Still below one on the road so far this season at a 0.95, but his record is one and two. And then, like I mentioned, for the uh, Washington Nationals, going to be Aaron Sanchez. Oh, this guy is having a very, very rough uh, go so far this season. I think his best start was the last game against the Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee for Sanchez. Um, he did go five innings, allowed two earned runs off of seven hits. He's had five straight games where he's given up at least a home run uh, to the opposition. Back on May 5th in Colorado against this Rockies team, he went four and a third inning, gave up six hits, six earned runs in that game, seven runs overall. So he hasn't been very good. He's uh hasn't made it to the sixth inning yet in this uh in any of his starts so far, Dylan. Um, he's given up at least three earned runs in every single start except for his last one. So just just not very good for Aaron Sanchez here. I'm leaning with uh I like the first five over in this game, Dylan. Um, I also probably probably slightly lean towards uh the Rockies as well in this game. I just can't get behind Aaron Sanchez, but do you have a feel for this game? Yeah, nothing official. This game was kind of just ugly, and I didn't really want to play it. But I have a small lean towards the under nine. I mean, Austin mm -hmm. Gomber, I, I think he, he did have success against his national team last time he faced them. And mm -hmm. I know Aaron Sanchez, he isn't the most trustworthy pitcher, to say the least. But he did, like you said, I think he had his best outing last time against the Brewers. So hopefully he could build on that. But both, te both uh, teams haven't been really scoring a bunch of runs. And with how pitcher-friendly the National Stadium is, I'll take a shot, but nothing concrete. I like 
I set my total at 8.8. So it's right at the number. Yeah, it's right at that number. You're right. Um, all right, let's get to the next game on the board. It's going to be the Baltimore Orioles headed to Fenway Park. Let's take on the Red Sox. It's going to be a 7-10 Eastern start. Starting pitchers for this game is going to be Kyle Bradish for the Baltimore Orioles. And for the Boston Red Sox, it'll be Garrett Whitlock. Looking at the opening line for this game, I believe we do not have one yet. So, Dylan, I will kick it to you here, my man. Uh, what are you projecting for this game between the Orioles and the Red Sox? Yeah, so as of right now, we have uh, Bradish going, Kyle Bradish for the Orioles, and yep. Whitlock for the Red Sox. I made the Red Sox a minus 170 favorite. I made the Orioles plus 170. I made my total 8.3. So I'm expecting the Red Sox to open up a big favorite. Um I mean, the Orioles, they, they have played some competitive baseball as of late. Uh, they might not win all their games, but just like the Marlins, they play a lot of one-run games. So they might be able to keep this one close. But I do like the move the Red Sox made, uh, transitioning Whitlock from the bullpen to a starting pitcher. But I'm, I'm going to ask you real quick, as a Red Sox fan, do you think it's hurt their bullpen? Yeah, I mean, even at the beginning of the season, like, the, the bullpen wasn't doing very good. I mean, we saw multiple times that they had a lead going into the seventh, eighth, even the ninth inning where they blew it and even, you know, lost it in that ninth inning. Um, and a lot of games that they did have that they had in the bag ended up going to extra innings as well, where they also did lose those games. So, and I think you and I talked about this, you know, when we we're talking about the Red Sox and, you know, possibly when the Mets needed to make a move for a pitcher that, um, that maybe somebody from the Red Sox would move over. I don't think so because I think that, number one, their offense has kind of turned around. But I think, again, yeah. this team is going to go out and probably get another arm or two for that bullpen. Again, like we mentioned, like Chris Sale uh, isn't too far away from returning to the rotation here. So I think that's only – obviously, when you get your best pitcher back, that's going to help everything else, you know, whether it's in your starting rotation or if they want to move Whitlock back into the bullpen. I think that's only going to be a boost. But – yeah, I mean, as of right now, I mean, I don't have the long answer here, but I think the Red Sox, yeah, that bullpen has not been very good to, you know, keep it simple. It, it, it like, and to answer your question, yeah, it has hurt them. Yeah, well, I'm looking at the numbers right now, and just by pure standpoint, last year you guys were so much better ERA. Now you're bottom five in the AL. So, but your hitting has turned around, and I, I think with how good they're playing, especially their top three guys with Devers, Xander. And um, I always forget JD, the other JD guys. Martinez. JD, exactly. Yeah. So without them, I, I think they'll get the win. Uh, I, I would need any sort of a plus price to be on the Red Sox uh, run line. But with how good the Orioles are and they play a lot of one-run games, I don't know. I need, I need a nice plus price. And I set my total, like I said, at 8.3. Yeah, uh, the Orioles are, uh, at home have been pretty good. I mean, 12 of their 18 wins have come at home. They're 6-16. Six and 16 in road games so far this season are the Baltimore Orioles. So uh, I'll have to dig into that a little more and I see how many of those losses on the road have by, come by two or more runs, because I know at least at home that they've been very competitive. Like you mentioned that they've been covering that plus one and a half um, on the season here so far. Uh, I, yeah, I would probably lean with the Red Sox here as well. Um, uh, I, I do trust Garrett Whitlock. Probably maybe look at a first five inning run line for the Red Sox, and again, it, it's just it's it's good to see that this offense has really turned around for the Red Sox. We've really been on the back of Trevor Story, who's just been hitting uh, the long bomb um, over the past two weeks. It's really been crazy uh, to see that turnaround. So uh, it's it's uh, it's it's a bright spot right now for the Red Sox. Do you have anything else for this game, Dylan? Before we get over to the next one, no, that'd be it. 
All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be another 7-10 Eastern start between the Cleveland Guardians in Detroit to take on the Tigers. We see probable pitchers of Shane Bieber for the Cleveland Guardians and Alex Fado for the Detroit Tigers. Looking at the line for this game, I am currently seeing uh, Shane Bieber is favored. Minus 165 here, plus 145 on the Tigers' money line with an over-under set at 7. A little bit juice to the over at minus 115. The run line for the Guardians, minus 1.5, plus 110, and plus 1.5, minus 130 for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Bieber on the mound here, like I said, for the Guardians. Do you think he gets it done here, uh, Dylan? Uh, yeah, I favored him to a minus 145, so it's a little past my my point where I could back him, but I do like the under seven. I know it's low, but I think it's for good reason. Two good pitchers on the mound. Both teams, they haven't been playing a lot of unders of late, just scoring a bunch of runs. Uh, both teams in their last 10 games, seven have gone under the number. With Shane Bieber, he's actually much better on the road than at home, almost three points lower in ERA. Alex Fado, he's only making his fifth start of the year, but overall a decent showing so far. He he had a he had a good game against the Guardians last time out. Only two runs given up in five innings, and the score ended four two. So I think with how good both pitchers have been, they I think we'll see a similar game to the last time, maybe four two three one. So I'll dive under first five three and a half, and I'll also dive the full game under seven. Yeah, that was going to be my play in this game as well. I like the under, uh, especially uh, how well that, uh, like you mentioned, Alex Fado has been for uh, the Detroit Tigers. And, you know, Shane Bieber, he's been great as well. I know he only had that one bad start against the Toronto Blue Jays all the way back on May 7th. Um, He did go, like you said, seven innings last time against his Detroit Tigers team where he did give up uh, two earned runs in that span. But I think I also want to look at his uh, strikeout number for this game as well. He did strike out 10. Uh, in his last start against the Tigers, previous start, he did have seven uh, against the Minnesota Twins as well. So if that number comes out around, I don't know, around that eight and a half, maybe forget lucky to see an eight. Uh, I do like that strikeout prop for uh, Shane Bieber in this game. But both Dylan and I do like the under uh, in this game between both of these squads. Dylan, you have anything else for this game? No, not be it. All right, let's keep it moving here for the next game on the board. It's going to be the... Uh, seven ten. Sorry, seven ten. Eastern start between the New York Yankees in Florida to take on the Tampa Bay Rays. I see Jameson Tyone is going to be the starter for the New York Yankees on the mound uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. It's going to be Jeffrey Springs. Currently looking at the opening line for this game, the Yankees are a slight favorite in this game. A number of minus one fifteen on the money line, minus one hundred five for the Tampa Bay Rays. Over under set at seven and a half with a little bit of juice towards the under at minus 115. The run line, minus 1.5, plus 145 for the Yankees, and plus 1.5, minus 165 for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Dylan, I'll let you uh, lead this one off also, man. What do you got for this Yankees and Rays game? Yeah, I'm going the opposite way this time. I'm going to go over 7.5. I feel like this line is just a tad low. I set my total at 7.8, so I do like Jamison Tyon, but he tends to give up more hard contact and runs on the road. Uh, and with uh, the Rays, they're going with the bullpen game with Springs starting for them. He'll go one, two innings and then, you know, turn it to the bullpen. But uh, the Rays, they do have a top eight bullpen in the league, but 
the Rays have been playing a lot of overs of late. Four of the last five mm-hmm. have gone over the number. I know the Yankees are dealing with a lot of injuries with Chapman on the IL, so it's taken a hit to their bullpen. Uh, but I think with their lineup, with how good Aaron Judge and Stan have been hitting, I, I think we see some runs. Both uh, both pitchers will give up some runs, and I think they tack on a few with the bullpen. So uh, I'm going to go over seven and a half here. Yeah, I think we see a maybe if you're lucky to see a three and a half or even at four for the first five innings. I think I like that angle as well. Um, Yankees, we know that they a lot of times I they they put up runs early, whether it's in that first inning or that second inning, uh, where they can you know put up. A lot of times we've seen it over the past two weeks where they've gotten up two or three runs. I know it's been against subpar competition, but I mean, with this offense, when you have guys like Judge in that lineup, I know Stan left the game, uh, I think a couple days ago with a with a calf strain or something like that. I, I don't see him um, on the. Yeah, he's day to day right okay. now. They didn't put him on the IL, right? No. Okay. Um, but even without him, I mean, Aaron Judge is just having one of the best seasons for any hitters right now. I mean, I think he leads the league in home runs right now. Um, so, again, with these two offenses and the capabilities that do have, I do like the first five uh, over in this game as well. It's uh, kind of to back up where Dylan said. Not much of a lean on the side for me. Um, there wasn't much where I could differentiate these two guys. But do you have anything else for this game, Dylan? No, that's it. Maybe a team total for the Yankees as well. Yeah. If you want to look at it that way, maybe to get three and a half, four, I, I like the over there. Yeah, especially with a total of seven. You probably you will mm-hmm. probably find a three and a half. Probably will be a, with some heavy juice on it. But I mean, that's this fine. Yankees offense has been great. Yeah. All right, let's move over to the next game of the night. It's going to be another 7-10 Eastern start between the Philadelphia Phillies visiting the New York Mets. I'm seeing Zach Eflin on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies and Cookie Carrasco, Carlos Carrasco is going to be on the mound for the New York Mets. Uh, Looking at these two pitchers, Zach Eflin um, on the mound, like I said, for the Phillies He's one in three on the season so far, 3.65 ERA, a 1.14 whip Um, last start against the Dodgers. He was really solid. Did go seven innings, gave up two earned runs. My concern with Eflin is that he's another pitcher that does not do very well on the road. Going all the way back to the 2020 season, his ERA 5.91, a 1.59 whip. Uh, last season in 2021, 5.12 ERA, a 1.29 whip, two and five on the road last year. Fast forward, for, fast forward to this season, absolutely lights out at home so far as far as you know, his, his numbers with a 1.57 ERA, a whip of below one. But on the road, uh, Dylan, so far, Zach Eflin, 7.07 ERA, a whip of 1.71. So now you're going up against this offense like the New York Mets, and these two teams did square off earlier this month uh, on May 1st where Zach Eflin faced this Mets team in New York where he only went four and a third, gave up eight hits, allowed five earned runs, six runs overall, um, had three strikeouts in that game to one walk, but it wasn't a very pretty outing for him in that game. And then on the mound for the uh, Mets, like I mentioned, Carlos Carrasco, he's four and one so far this season with a 3.50 ERA, a whip of 1.14. I think the only trouble that he's had so far was all the way back on April 27th in St. Louis, where he did allow eight, eight earned runs. Uh, his start against Seattle back on May 15th was also a little shaky, but other than that, he, he's been pretty good so far for the 
uh, New York Mets. I will lean with the team total for this Mets team to go over. I also do like the first five innings run line for the New York Mets. Um, and if you kind of look at the splits for Carlos Carrasco, um, 2.16 ERA at home with a 1.04 ER uh, whip. He's perfect 2-0, at least decision-wise, uh, at, uh, at uh, City Field. It hasn't been that great on the road. Uh, Dylan, am I right or wrong about Carlos Carrasco? I know this is your team, the Mets. Oh, yeah, I like Cookie here. Um, I agree with the team total, especially if you're able to get like a four, four and a half. I like the over there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Mets on the money line. I like them first five minus a half a run to reduce the juice a little bit. But uh, the Mets, they need to turn things around. I think the injuries to our pitches are starting to affect us a little. But uh, – we're back home, trying to get back in the win column. It was an ugly series against the Giants. But uh, I think you hit, the, you hit it nail on the head. You just can't back Eflin here on the road. Uh, talk about last year. This year, 7.07 ERA. Last time he faced the Mets, like you said, he got rocked. Only last four innings, five runs on eight hits. I think we're getting a discounted price on a much better team, in my opinion. Forget the pitcher. I just think the team overall, the Phillies are very inconsistent. One day they'll break out for nine, 10 runs, and then they'll put a zero the next day. I just, it's hard to get a real gauge on this Phillies team. Uh, the Phillies are good on the road, aren't really good on the road. And the Mets, they're 24 and 13 as the favorite. So I just could trust Cookie Carrasco. I trust the Mets way more at home. So minus 120, I'm taking the Mets on the money line. Yeah, I didn't read the sorry the lines for this game. Uh, like Dylan just mentioned, uh, the Mets are favored in this game, minus one twenty. Uh, even even money on the Phillies money line over under set at eight, minus one twenty towards the under and minus one and a half plus one sixty five on the run line plus one and a half minus one ninety five on the run line for the Phillies. That that run line there, uh, Dylan, on the Mets looks really really juicy to me at at oh, yeah. plus one sixty five. I, I don't know. I might have to make that a dog of the day. But once we get to that point, I'll, I'll have to look at it. But you know, the, the splits are it's just it's it's way too uh, significant, I guess, to ignore for both of these pitchers. So we'll definitely keep that in mind. Before we get to the next game, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Um, make sure to get down on win bets, $50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the win bet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. All users can receive a free $20 bet when they win, lose, or push on a three or more leg, build your own bet parlay between Thursday through Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs or any sports that's really going on over at WinBet. And not only that, the match is coming to the win, and you can bet on it on WinBet. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are minus 200 favorites over the young future quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, who are plus 165 for the match. I'm definitely going to be tuning in. I believe it's this weekend between uh, these four uh, quarterbacks. So definitely check that in. Bet on it over on WinBet. Just make sure to download the app. And there's just so much you can bet on on the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And let me also tell you guys about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. 
You probably already have a fantasy league on there and I use it for mine. It's a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on sleeper too, by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, number of points in a basketball game or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick it correctly, you're going to win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. And the main reason I'm really excited about uh, the over-under game on Sleeper is because it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's a built-in group. There's a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. So stop what you're doing. Download the Sleeper app now and play their new over-under game and have fun with your friends. Come join, actually, the SGPN squad. All you got to do is just go to sg.pn slash squad. But before you actually deposit any money, make sure to use promo code SGPMLB. On your first deposit, Sleeper, they're going to match your first deposit up to $100. So just go to sleeper.com slash SGP, uh, sorry, slash SGP MLB for that promo to get that $100 deposit match on your first deposit. And make sure to also join the SGPN squad. Um, and you can copy our picks as well with one click of a button. It's super, super easy. It's been a lot of fun with the NBA playoffs. I know they're starting to drop MLB props on there as well. So uh, come join in the squad. Uh, make sure to, again, get over to sleeper.com slash SGP MLB. All right, uh, Dylan, let's keep it moving along here um, on the schedule. The next game on the board is I see the Miami Marlins in Atlanta to take on the Braves. I'm seeing probable pictures of Trevor Rogers on the mound for the Miami Marlins and Ian Anderson for the Atlanta Braves. It's going to be a 720 Eastern start. Uh, do not see a line for this game here, uh, but let me tell you about the pitchers and their stats. And then Dylan can give us his projections for this game. Like I mentioned for the Miami Marlins, Trevor Rogers left-handed pitcher on the mound, and he's been struggling to say the least. Um, He's had three bad starts over about, let's see, eight starts here, which is really, it seems like he's trying to find that consistency, but he's two and five on the season so far with a 5.20 ERA, a whip of 1.51. His last start was actually against this Atlanta Braves team back on May 20th, where he did go four innings, uh, but he got hit for five earned runs, eight hits, three of those eight hits were home runs by the Atlanta Braves. He did have five strikeouts, did walk two guys in that game. And he also did start against the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta back on April 22nd, where in that start, he was really good. He went five innings, didn't allow any earned runs. He did give up four hits, did have four strikeouts in that game and two uh, walks as well. Looking at his splits here for this season, um, it's, it's at home where he's really struggled here, Dylan. I mean, he has a 10.57 ERA at home with a whip of 2.02. He's one in three at home, but on the road, he's been great. 1.29 ERA with a 1.14 whip. And like I mentioned, he did really good against the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta earlier this season on the mound for the, uh, I'm sorry, for the um, Atlanta Braves. Like I said, Ian Anderson, three and three so far this season with a 4.07 ERA, a whip of 1.36. Last start against his Miami team in Miami was a little rough for him as well. Six innings pitched, 
did allow seven hits, four earned runs, six walks to two strikeouts, and looking at his splits, um, opposite of what Trevor Rogers has been doing. Ian Anderson struggling at home, 6.92 ERA with a whip of 1.92. Uh, 0-1 so far at home, and then on the road, 2.79, 1.10 ERA with a record of 3-2. and two. So I think that you might get some value here with the Marlins. Um, I'm pretty sure they will probably be a dog in this game, uh, just looking at the numbers. But like I said, we just dived inside of it here. I kind of do like Trevor Rogers and, and you know the ERA at home. I'm sorry, on the road is really impressive to where he struggled at, at home so far for the Miami Marlins in that history that he has against his Atlanta Braves team. Like I said, in Atlanta earlier this year, five innings pitched, didn't allow any earned runs, did only allow four hits. I think there might be some sneaky value here with the Marlins probably steal one here uh, uh, on Friday night. But Dylan, uh, do you have anything for this game? Uh, am I reading this wrong? But what do you think? No, I agree. I do think there's value. Uh, I made the Braves a minus 130 favorite. So if we could get a plus 130 with the Marlins, I'd be on them as well. Plus one and a half, I made it minus 150. Same thing if it was plus 150, the minus one and a half for the Braves, I probably would take. But uh, yeah, I do think we see some value with the Marlins. I mean, with how good Trevor Rogers has been on the road and the familiarity against the Braves. And then when he turns it over the bullpen, surprisingly enough, the Marlins have the second best bullpen ERA in yep. the national league, 3.10. So very pitcher for, uh, no, I thought it was in Miami, but uh, against the spread there in their last 10 games, they're six and four on the road. They're 11 and nine against the spread, just 23 and 19 overall. So, a lot of one-run games, I think their bullpen is better than the Braves. And if they can get a lead, they could hold on to it. I think they're live dogs here. I just I don't have anything to gauge it off because there are no lines. But yeah. hopefully we could get a nice plus price with the Marlins. Yeah, let me see if there is uh, – I don't when we usually record these games, the lines slowly start to trickle out. But I don't see one yet for at least this game for tomorrow. But uh, definitely keep an eye on it. I think both Dylan and I believe that they will be dogs for sure in this game especially on the road. And I know, like we mentioned, Trevor Rogers sneakily has been good on the road so far uh, for the Miami Marlins. So we're both leaning with the Marlins here. Do you have anything on the total for this game, uh, Dylan? Yeah, I made the total 8.2. Okay. So I probably want to look at a Marlins team total in this game. Maybe if we're finally able to find like a three and a half in this game, I think that might be uh, uh, worth a look as yeah. well uh, for this game. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night, the 8-15 Eastern start between the Milwaukee Brewers visiting the St. Louis Cardinals, a little NL Central uh, matchup for the weekend series. Brandon Woodruff on the ma- – or oh, sorry, I skipped a game. I'll go back to that game, but uh, um, we'll, we'll keep it here with the St. Louis game. Brandon Woodruff on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers and uh, Dakota Hudson for the St. Louis Cardinals looking at an opening line for this game. And I don't see one for this game either, Um, but we'll go ahead and go through the pitching stats as usual. Like I mentioned for the Milwaukee Brewers, it's going to be Brandon Woodruff five and two on the season so far, but his ERA is a little inflated at 4.76, a whip of 1.29. He's had two starts so far this season where it's really inflating that uh, ERA because he did give up six earned runs to the Cincinnati Reds back on May 9th. And then his first start against the Chicago Cubs, he did allow seven earned runs uh, in three and two, three, two and uh, three and two thirds inning pitch. I'm sorry, but his last two starts, he's really been solid here, Dylan. Uh, He faced the Nationals in his last start, six innings, 
gave up five hits, but only one earned run. And then same results against Miami in Miami on May 15th, where he did go five innings, uh, did allow five hits, but only allowed one earned run. So back-to-back starts where he's only allowed one earned run. I know overall he's uh, given up four, but that ERA is really starting to trickle down for Brandon Woodruff on the road. It's like I said, where he's, his ERA is really inflated because it really was in those two starts against the Reds and the Cubs on the road where he did allow 13 earned runs in just seven, sorry, in eight innings on the road. But I think he's slowly starting to find his form here a little bit um, on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals. Dakota Hudson, three and two with a 3.60 ERA, a whip of 1.35. Uh, last start was against the Mets, where he did struggle, did give up four earned runs and four, two, three, two, four and two thirds inning pitched. Um, hasn't, or actually, he did face his Milwaukee team back on April 17th, where he did go three innings, uh, gave up three earned runs in that game, four runs overall. Um, did have two strikeouts, but in two walks in that game as well. Other than that, he's been pretty solid at home so far this season has to go to Hudson. He has an ERA of 1.80 at home and a whip of 1.07. He's 2-0 so far at home, but he's really struggled on the road. But this is going to be a home start for Dakota Hudson. Um, Dylan, let me kick it to you here. Get your handicap first, and I'll give my picks for this game. But did you have anything for this game between the Cardinals and the uh, Brewers? Yeah, I thought this one was the hardest one to cap just because you have two really good teams. They're both really hot right now. And I did make the Brewers a slight favorite of a minus 112. So hopefully we get a nice plus price on the home on the home team with the Cardinals just because I think Dakota Hudson, like you mentioned, he's far better at home. And I think – but but then I look at it and it's like, well, the Brewers, they're 14 and 10 on the road. So they don't they – don't, they don't care going on the road. They're just as good as home. And I do think they will open up the favorite. Cause I think they are slightly the better team right now. And I mean, I always look at uh, the, the, um, the bullpen ERAs and mm-hmm. Milwaukee has a much better bullpen than St. Louis as well. I know they're missing some guys and they got some injuries with Josh Hader for the Brewers, but I don't know. I, let me see the wind. Uh, you got, eight-mile-an-hour winds blowing in right field. So, I don't know. The more I talk about it, the more I think I'm going to be on the Brewers. But, I don't know. It depends on the line that opens up. And as for the total, I set my total at 7.1. So, I do think we see a lower-scoring game. Yeah, I I forgot to mention that Brendan uh, Woodruff did face his Cardinals team at home uh, back on April 14th, where he had a good good, uh, outing against them. He did go five innings, only allowed three hits, and didn't give up any earned runs. And, He's been pretty solid over his career against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, he's four and three overall with an ERA of 2.91 in 11 uh, appearances against this Cardinals team. And he had one bad outing last season on August 19th. Um, but other than that, he's, his numbers look really good as far as um, uh, facing against his Cardinals team. So I'll probably lean with the Brewers as well. Um Again, I, I agree with you. I think that this is going to be a lower scoring game. I know that ERAs, uh, like I mentioned, inflated for Brandon Woodruff with those two rough starts that he did have against the Cubs and the Reds. But I think that his historical numbers against the Cardinals, it, it's it's really, I think it helps the under case here. So if this number comes out seven and a half, I think we'd really do like the under in this game here, Dylan. Yeah, I do too. I think just we see we see a lot of runs and and right now uh, no runs, excuse me, just yeah. because the way they've been playing. 
Yeah, hundred percent. All right, let me go back to the game that I missed, which is going to be an eight ten Eastern start between the Kansas City Royals uh, visiting the Minnesota Twins. Um, seeing projected pitchers of Brad Keller for the Kansas City Royals and uh, Bailey Ober for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, I see minus 180 favorites for the Minnesota Twins, plus 155 on the money line for the Kansas City Royals. Over under is set at eight in this game with a little bit of juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, plus 115 for the Minnesota Twins, and then plus one and a half, minus 135 for the Kansas City Royals. Dylan, I'll let you lead this one off, bud. Yeah, I'm taking another shot here on the under eight, mainly because of how good Bailey Ober has been for the Twins. She's basically gone five to six innings in every one of his starts besides one game. His strikeouts are up, walks are down, and he's been really able to limit his opponents to very minimal contact. Uh, Now with Keller, besides his one bad start against the Cardinals, he's been pretty good on the road, so... I got to ride here with Kinsagan. Keep riding the Twins under in Minnesota. They're 8 and 14 towards the under. So I'm going to continue to ride the trend and dive under here. I met, I set my total at 7.2. Yeah, Keller so far on the road, 4.67 ERA. But like Dylan mentioned, it's it's a little bit inflated. Um, I mean, he, he did give up five earned runs on the road against the Texas Rangers. Uh, but other than that, he, he's been pretty good, like, uh, like uh, Dylan mentioned. I think they're letting him go an inning too long. Um, I think that uh, – oh, let me go to the last two games against the White Sox and the Twins. He, so they, they did face each other back uh, last week, right? Minnesota, um, Brad Keller against Minnesota last week. I'm sorry, seven innings pitch, four earned runs, five hits, did walk three guys in that game and, and struck out four. And then, like you mentioned, the numbers for Ober have been really, really good um uh for uh his season overall he has a 2.55 ERA with a whip of 1.14 and you know like you mentioned um and Consig has mentioned that this Twins team is an under team last week against this Kansas City Royals team in Kansas City he had a, a, a overwin five innings three hits and only gave up one earned run in that game did have four strikeouts so um, I don't know. I, I felt like that if if this number was a little bit higher on the run line for the Twins, that may have been worth the look. But I, I, at plus one fifteen, I still don't hate it. But if I, if I were able to get like a north of plus one twenty, I think that I may have looked at it yeah. that way uh, for this uh, game between the Twins and the Royals. But uh, I think the under may be just be the play in this game uh, between these two squads. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be a 9.38 Eastern start between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Los Angeles Angels. On the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays, Alec Manoa, and on the mound for the Los Angeles Angels, I'm sorry, Chase Selseth. Looking at the opening line for this game, I'm seeing uh, minus 110 on both sides on the money line for each of these teams. Over-under set at 8 Minus 115 towards the under. Uh, we're seeing run lines of minus one and a half, plus 150 for the Toronto Blue Jays, and plus one and a half, minus 170 for the Angels. Uh, Dylan, I will let you lead this one off, buddy. Blue Jays with Alec Manoa and LA Angels with Chase Selseth. 
Yeah, great value we're getting here with the Blue Jays. I made them a minus 130 favorite, mainly because of Manoa on the mound. Uh, home or away, I mean, this guy's been lights out. I, I think you were the first one to really put him on my radar. Like, within the second, third week in our section, you said, hey, maybe AL Cy Young. And, yeah. you know, people were not really looking into it. But, man, this guy, he's he's phenomenal. Only nine runs given up in 50 innings pitched. Batters are only hitting 197 off of him. Uh, with, with Chase Selseth, uh, he's only making his third start of the season, uh, second at home where he's actually pitched worse, surprisingly. So I want to get more data and numbers on him before I could actually back him. So I'm surprised this line opened up a pick him. But I know the Blue Jays' ha bats really haven't been there. But last night they broke out for eight runs. So maybe a little momentum going into this. Uh, I do think they need to pick up their bats if they ever want to catch the Yankees. But I think I'll, I'll take the better pitcher and I think not the better team, but just the better pitcher. I'm going to take the Blue Jays here on the money line. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm behind this Alec Manoa train uh, going back to last season when me and Malcolm talked about him, and I think that he kind of followed up this season. I've, I've bet on every one of his starts so far this season. I'm not going to stop now. Um, I mean, like you mentioned, he's been great at home. He's been great on the road. Nothing has really separated. It doesn't matter where he's pitching. He's going to be solid. And, you know, he did have one start last season against the Angels, um, six and two-thirds inning in that game, allowed five hits, but only gave up two earned runs in almost seven innings. So I'm going to back – and he also had, I'm sorry, 11 strikeouts in that game last season as well uh, for the um, uh, Toronto Blue Jays against his Angels team. So a couple of ways, different ways to attack it. I, again, I, I'm on the Blue Jays uh, money line here with Manoa on the mound. Maybe want to look at an Angels under team total uh, going up against Alec Manoa. Uh, maybe a strikeout prop as well. That number may come out around five and a half around that neighborhood. Um, I know he hasn't had a lot of strikeouts over his last three starts where he only gave up four, only had four, four and three, but when he started the season, he had um, three of his first five starts, seven strikeouts, and he had at least five strikeouts in his first uh, five starts. So if you're able to find a five and a half, uh, I do like that number for uh, strikeouts as well. But we're both on the Blue Jays here uh, with Alec Manoa on the mound against the L.A. Angels. Uh, anything else for this game, uh, uh, Dylan? I almost called you Scott Dylan for uh, uh, this game. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. Uh, another Cy Young or the Cy Young favorite on the mound as far as the American League. It's going to be the Houston Astros headed to Seattle to take on the Mariners with Justin Verlander on the mound for the Houston Astros. Chris Flexen on the mound for the Seattle Mariners. Looking at the opening line for this game and uh, Justin Verlander, very heavy favorite on the road here, minus 210 uh, for the Astros on the money line, plus 175 for the Mariners on the money line. Over-under set at 7.5 with juice towards the under at minus 115. The run line, minus 1.5, minus 130 for the Astros, and plus 1.5, plus 110 for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Dylan, I'll let you leave this one on, man. Justin Verlander is looking like he's returned to Cy Young form here, huh? Oh, absolutely. I mean, him and Alex Manoa. I think are one and two. Uh, but for this game, I made the Astros a minus 230 favorite. So little past it. I needed a minus 125 to take them on the money sign. So on the uh, run line, excuse me. So little waiting there. I'm probably not going to touch or get involved with the Mariners. Uh, but this, this bet scares me, but I'm going to go over seven and a half here, mainly fading my boy Flexen. I know Verlander, he's been lights out this year. 
And I think literally the last time he's gave up multiple runs in a game was to this Mariners team back in the beginning of May. But uh, with Flexen, he's only given up uh, – not he's only. He's given up three or more runs in three straight starts. And he's actually given up one run in every one of his starts. I, I just can't back him right now until he finds it a little bit. And in the last 10 games, uh, this Mariners club is 6-4 and four to the over. Their bullpen is horrible, second worst in the AL, top six or bottom six, excuse me, worse mm. in the league. I think once the Astros get a few on flexing, they'll get the rest of off their bullpen. Hopefully the Mariners can score a few of their own. They have been able to score four or more runs in five straight games. So I, I, I think Verlander dominates, but I, I think we see a little, I think this line has gone a little too far. I set mine at 7.9. So over seven and a half for me. Yeah, and um, so let me start with Verlander here um, on his run line, especially on the road here. Um, I just had it in front of me. Where would he go? All right, here we go. So he's had about four, five starts on the road so far this season. The Astros have they lost his first start against the Angels two nothing, but um, he's this he's faced his Mariners team twice and he's won on the run line both times. So back on uh, April sixteenth in Seattle for zero victory for the Astros, and then Wednesday. Uh, May 4th against the Seattle team in Minute Maid Park, 7-2 victory for the Astros. Um, and he's only allowed one earned run over his last three starts. It's been absolutely incredible what Verlander is doing so far this season. Um, and then just pulled up Chris Flexen's numbers against his Astros team. And, you know, his last three starts against them, um, well, he's had, let's see, um, give me one second here. I'm trying to pull up his actual numbers. Uh, Chris Flexen versus Astros. All right, here we go. So he's 0-5 in his career against his Astros team with an ERA of 6.16. Um, his last start was against his Astros team was back on May 3rd. He only allowed one, sorry, yeah, one earned run in five innings. But prior to that, three uh, on May, I'm oh, sorry, April 16th, he gave up two on uh, last season. Then he had two starts last uh, season where he did allow seven earned runs as well. So, and then like you mentioned, he hasn't been really real form. I I like that you highlight that you like the over, which really makes me like the Astros team totally over in this game. Um, Just because the struggles he has this season flexing overall, but then against the history that he has with the Astros as well. um, I'm looking at if this number is at what uh, eight I mentioned for, sorry, seven and a half. If you're able to find a three and a half or a four on this Astros uh, team total, I don't hate that number. Um, I think that's a great play for this game. And uh, I wish that number was a south of minus 120 on the run line. Then I would have taken about minus 130. It's a bit of a stretch for me, Dylan. Yeah, I like it over three and a half. Four, I don't know, but I do like if you're able to get a three and a half on the team total for the Astros on flexing, yeah. I, w- I would hammer that. Yeah. All right. Let's get over to the next game of the night. Three games left on the schedule here. It's going to be a 940 Eastern start between uh, a battle of the NL West here. The LA Dodgers are in Arizona to take on the Diamondbacks where I'm seeing Tony Gonsolin on the mound for the um, Dodgers and then on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Madison Bumgarner. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, I see the LA Dodgers, a favorite here of minus 165, uh, plus 145 on the money line for the Dodgers. Sorry for the uh, Diamondbacks. Over under set at nine with juice towards the uh, over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, minus 115 for the Dodgers, uh, plus one and a half, minus 105 for the Diamondbacks. 
Uh, getting into the pitching numbers here for these teams, I am looking at uh, just had it in front of me. Where did it go? Um, so yeah, Tony Gonsolin on the mound here. It's going to be his record of four and oh, 1.62 ERA. He's been really solid for the uh, Dodgers so far this season. His whip is at 0.97. Uh, last start was against his Phillies, uh, sorry, the Phillies in Philadelphia, six innings, one earned run against Arizona back on May 16th. He went six innings, gave up two earned runs. So he's really been solid for the, uh, Dodgers. He hasn't allowed more than three earned runs in any of his appearances or his starts so far this season. So, uh, been really good. He's had at least five strikeouts over his last five starts for the Dodgers. Last two games, he did have seven strikeouts. Um, and uh, like I mentioned, his last uh, uh, of his last two starts, one was against the Arizona Diamondbacks, where he did have seven strikeouts as well. Uh, on the mound, like I mentioned, for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, it's going to be Madison Bumgarner. Um, he's been solid as well. Left-handed pitcher, like we know, 2-2 two and two record, 2.76 ERA, with a whip of 1.11. Um, he did face his Dodgers team as well back on uh, May 16th in L.A. where he went five innings, did allow three earned runs, gave up six hits. He has one strikeout in that game, did walk two guys. Um, he's been really good at home for the Diamondbacks, uh, Dylan. He has a 1.86 ERA, the 1.19 whip. I feel like this total is a little high. Um, I, I kind of want to dig in more to what Madison Bumgarner has recently done against the Dodgers, but I'll let you give your handicap here, uh, Dylan, before I give the numbers for uh, Bumgarner. But what do you have? You have anything for this game? Yeah, another good pitching matchup in this one. Uh, I do think there is some value here with the Dodgers. I made them a minus 180 favorite, but uh, as for the total, I set it at an 8.1. I took a 9 under. I do think yeah. it's a little high. Uh, we also have 11-mile-an-hour winds blowing in from right center-ish. Uh, I've, I've been impressed with Tony Gosselin as of late. He's been able to go five, six innings in four straight games. He's only given up four runs in those four starts. Uh, and one of those games was against this D-backs team. So, and for Madison Bumgarner, he's been awesome at home, especially 1.86 ERA, four runs just given up in 16 innings. He does have to keep his walks down, which concerns me, but I feel like this game just screams under to me. The Snakes, they're 6-17 and 17 toward the under at home. Yeah. With how good both pitchers have been, I'll go first five under, and I'll also go full game under. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, especially when I was reading that line, that nine seemed a little high to me, and that, that, that was kind of um, looked at the uh, the pitching numbers, I'm sorry, for both these uh, teams. It, it really looks like that uh, the under might be the play in this game, I'm trying to put up the numbers for what the Dodgers have done against left-handed pitching. And the only thing that does make me nervous is that this offense for the Dodgers just can break out at any time. But against left-handed pitching so far this season, they have a team ERA, sorry, a team batting average of 241. Um, they are, you know, they have 60 RBIs against left-handed pitching. OPS is uh, about average uh, for the Dodgers against left-handed pitching. But I think the experience that Bumgarner does have against this team, I think that he'll be able to contend him. And like, like I mentioned with Tony Consolent, who's been really good for them as well. Um, I, I do agree about the under nine in this game, um, especially at minus 105. Uh, but I may want to wait, see if this gets pushed up to a nine and a half. It looks like it's trending that way. 
at nine yeah. and a half, I love it at that number. But do you have anything else for this game, uh, Dylan? No, I would just co-sign if it gets to nine and a half under. Keep smashing it. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, two games left on the schedule. Let's get over to the next game. It's going to be the Pittsburgh Pirates visiting the San Diego Padres at nine forty Eastern start. On the mound for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates it's going to be uh, Jose Quintana. For the uh, San Diego Padres, it's going to be Sean Manaya on the mound. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, uh, the Padres are a minus two hundred favorite against this Pirates team, plus one seventy on the money line for the Pirates. Over under is set at seven with the run line plus one and a half, minus one thirty uh, for the Pirates, and minus one and a half, plus one ten for the Padres. Uh, let's go over the pitching numbers for both of these uh, starting pitchers. I'll start here with Jose Quintana. Uh, he currently has a record of uh, one and two, the 2.43 ERA. Uh, he's been pretty solid uh, overall for the season. He did get into a little bit of trouble last start against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, three and two thirds inning did allow seven hits, five runs, two earned runs. Uh, four strikeouts, one walk in that game. Uh, hasn't faced this Pirates, sorry, this uh, Padres team so far this season, but looking at his splits, uh, the ERA is a little bit higher on the road, 3.72 with a whip of 1.14. Uh, his home ERA is 2.03 with a 1.19 whip, but uh, on the mound for the um, Padres, like I mentioned, Sean Manaya. He's been uh, – it's been really hard to get a gauge. I'll go through the numbers for him, though. Um, where did it go? I just had it in front of me. All right, there we go. Two and three, the 4.04 ERA, a whip of 1.12. He did allow four earned runs against the San Francisco Giants in his last start. Did go six innings, uh, five hits. Did allow two home runs in that game. Um, he's had at least two walks, and I believe – in half of his uh, starts so far, eight starts, he's given up at least two. Uh, sorry, no, he's given up at least two walks in six of his eight starts uh, so far this season. Looking at his home and road splits here, um, he struggled at home, and uh, there's no easier way to put it. He's has a 5.51 ERA with a whip of 1.53. On the road, it's a different story with 3.31 ERA and a whip below one. Um, I can't get behind the Padres at a minus 200 price. If I'm going to play them, it'll probably be on that plus price on the run line. But again, it's just really been hard to handicap Shane, uh, sorry, Sean Manaya and Jose Quintana's numbers have been good so far this season, but it's, this game is probably going to be a stay away from me. Um, and also looking at what the pirates have done against left-handed pitching. They haven't been too bad. Um, they have a, a team ER team batting average. I'm sorry. Of, 231. It's a little bit below average, but I thought it would be worse against left-handed um, pitching, but I don't know. What do you have for this game, Dylan? Yeah, nothing on the side. I, I just can't I can't back the Padres at an over $2 price. Um, and for the Pirates, I mean, I needed at least a plus 217 to take them, so I'm not on the Pirates. Uh, I actually got the opening total of a six and a half, and I took that over. I set my total at a 7.4. Even here at a seven, I like it. It was interesting to me that it is opened up at a six and a half. I mean, all three games between these two, 
they they've played together have gone over this number with how good the Buccos and Padres have been scoring runs. I think we see another over. Sean Manaya, he isn't the best at home than he is on the road. His last two starts at home, he's given up uh, he's gone 10 innings and given up nine runs. I, yeah. I just can't get a gauge on him. Like you said, I can't trust him. Give me the over six and a half. I know it's a little chalky. I got it at minus 120, but even at a minus 110, minus 115, over seven, I like that as well. Yeah, I, I again, looking at the, the Padres numbers against left-handed uh, pitching, um, they are, they're, I think in that top 10 as far as OPS, they have a 738 OPS as a team, 246 team batting average, which is also around top 10 in the entire MLB. So, I think this might be a spot where that the Padres offense can get to uh, Quintana here, maybe early look at a team total over possibly um, for the Padres. I know we know they're one of the better hitting teams so far this season. So um, that might be worth a look in this game, but I think that at least for a side, like Dylan said, I agree with him. I think this is a stay away from me as well. Um, all right, let's get over to the last game of the night here, Dylan. It's going to be a nine forty Eastern start between the Texas Rangers in Oakland to take on the A's. I'm seeing probable pictures of John Gray for the Texas Rangers and Cole Irvin for the uh, Oakland A's here. Um, looking at this game, I'm seeing opening line of John Gray favored minus 120 on the road here. Cole Irvin on the take back price on the money line is at even money. Over under set at seven and with over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus one forty five for the Rangers and plus one and a half minus one sixty five for the Oakland A's. Dylan, I'll let you kick this one off for the last game of the night. What do you got here? Yeah, I actually have this line flipped. I made the A's a minus one twenty five favorite in this spot at home with Cole Irving on the mound. I I don't know how John Gray is favored over Cole Irving, especially with how good he's been at home. One thirteen ERA. Only two runs given up in 16 innings. He's been able to go five to six innings in every one of his starts this season. Walks are down. And let's not forget, Irvin, he's faced the Rangers at home earlier in the year, and he shut them out. Five scoreless innings. They only got one hit off of him. I know the A's are probably the league's worst hitting team, but I think with Irving on the mound, it sets the tone a little bit. I think they find a way to scratch out a win here at home. So, at a plus 108, I was able to get. I'm going to back the A's and Irving. I just think he's a better pitcher. I don't know how John Gray's a favorite. I really yeah, do. I agree. Again, uh, it's crazy to see that he's had six starts so far this season, has John Gray, and five of those six starts have come on the road, and this is going to be another road start for him as well. Um, so I think that majority of the splits, when you look at it, that it's it's going to be it's going to be telling of what he's been able to do. Uh, on the road, and he has an ERA of 4.84 on the road, 1.25 ER, uh, whip, uh, winless on the road so far this season. I, I, and when I was reading off that line, I was very surprised to see that the Rangers were favored here just because it is Oakland, right? Where there's not very many fans attending these games. And this Oakland team, especially early on, they can p- put up some runs. Yeah. I kind of do like the, uh, the, if you're able to find a reverse uh, run line of minus half for the Oakland A's in the first five. I think you might be able to get a good price on that, but maybe a first five innings money line as well for the Oakland A's here. I, I can't back John Gray, especially even, even though he's, he should be at an underdog price here. I agree with you 100%, but at minus 120, there's no way I'm favoring him um, or getting behind uh, John Gray. If you're able to find a reverse a minus one and a half for the full game, 
I don't hate that either. It might be a good yeah. price as well for the Oakland A's. And, you know, Dylan just highlighted that Cole Irvin. He had, he shut him out when he faced the Rangers as well. So um, I, I, I can get behind that as well. Um, I know he had a rough start against the Angels, but the Angels are one of the better offensive teams. And he faced his team in um, on April 24th at home. Five innings, he only allowed one hit in that game. So um, I'm going to go with the uh, Oakland A's here. I'm going to shop around, maybe get a little frisky with this line, try to find a minus one and a half for the full game and a run line where they're laying the number on that first five innings. So definitely that might be some juicy odds as well. You have anything else for this game, uh, Dylan? Not with this game, but with this team, the Oakland A's, I want to thank you, Munoff, because about two, three weeks ago, we were on the pod and you put me on the Blackburn house. Yes. He keeps getting disrespected with these lines, the first five. And last night, again, or not yesterday in the afternoon, I took plus a half. I took first five money line, and it was just never a doubt. Like, yeah. the guy is going right under the radar, and I love it because we keep getting this nice plus price. So thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, he's been really solid for this Oakland A's team. And uh, yeah. who do they face? It was a couple of days ago. I backed the Mar- was it the Mariners? I thought that that was yesterday. I don't know his last. No, yeah, but it was against. It was it it was the uh, yeah yesterday the day before, where he was going up against Robbie Ray, and as soon as I saw that he was facing Robbie Ray, that we were going to able to get a very very nice price on Paul Blackburn against the against Mariners and Robbie Ray because when the books see that Robbie Ray number or that name, former Cy Young winner from last season in Seattle, where the team you know was a little overhyped or was hyped up to be that big, sexy pick this year. They haven't looked that great. Hopefully they can turn around here sooner rather than later, but that plus price, I was able to get that. I think it was like plus plus one sixty. I want to say I got it at um, for Paul Blackburn. So if he's going to be continue to be an underdog at, on at home or even on the road, you got to continue bragging. And, and again, the pitching numbers are really do are backing it up for, um, uh, for Paul Blackburn. So glad you were able to cash on that as well. Yeah, so the last start before the Mariners was he faced the Angels twice in a row. Mm. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Out of his nine starts, the, the Oakland Athletics have won eight of the nine. Yeah. So, and the one that they did lose was in 11 innings, they lost to the Tampa Bay Rays. So it wasn't even his fault. I think that might have been his worst outing. He only, He went four innings, he gave up three runs. So, yeah, the guy's flying under the radar. You got to keep cashing with him. Yeah, 100%. All right, before we get over to our picks, let me tell you guys about Manscaped. Sweaty sack summer is approaching, and it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing these new boxers out, and I can say it's the softest fabric any of any underwear. It's breathable. And it's like the gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch. So, you know, it's serious. And I think it's time you invest in your family's jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off doing that. Plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using promo code SGP. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping by using that free, um, sorry, getting free shipping by using that promo code SGP over on Manscaped. Um, again, I, 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 I bought Manscaped last year when we had them on as a, as a sponsor, I bought the lawnmower. They threw in the box, the, 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 uh, briefs that I just told you guys about the, uh, boxer briefs. The material is awesome. There's a lot of space in there for your, uh, family jewels. 
And like I mentioned, they trademarked the, the jewel pouch. It's a jewel pouch on these briefs. It's a pouch that's designed to cradle your boys in their own special space lined with perforated performance fabric to keep them well ventilated. Basically, just imagine your balls sipping pina coladas, chilling on a hammock on some tropical beach. So make sure to get over to manscaped.com to get 20% off plus free shipping. But the only way you guys get that is if you use promo code SGP. Again, so make sure to get over to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. Like I mentioned, we were in Vegas um, earlier this uh, week on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And, you know, Kramer brought his AG1 supplements. I had mine out there as well. Just took one scoop in the morning and we were ready to go no matter if it was a late night. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamin, minerals, whole food, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And last but not least, IP Vanish. We're doing a lot of things on our computers. We're you know, looking at uh, our stats. We're handicapping games. We're looking at uh, things we shouldn't be looking at, maybe at home. But did you know that IP Vanish, that... If you use IP Vanish, that it's going to protect your privacy and secure you on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. If even your physical location will be hidden. So IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your fire stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is super easy to use. And what they're doing is they're offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So all you have to do is simple. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. So that's IPVA. NISH.com slash SGP to get your 70% off in savings. All right, let's get over to our picks for this Friday schedule in Major League Baseball. Dylan, I am going to let you lead it off, my man. What do you got for your lock and dog for this Friday schedule? All right, I'll start with my dogs. This was the last game we talked about. Uh, I'm going to take the A's here on the money line at plus 108. I just, for all the reasons we just mentioned, Cole Irving, he shouldn't be an underdog against Sean Gray with how good they, he's pitched, especially at home. We just got to hope the A's crack in, crack in a few runs and give them some run support. But I'm going to take the A's. I think they have the pitching advantage. Uh, I'm in a good mood. I like actually really two plays. I was going back and forth for my lock. One that I'm going to go, I'm going to back my team here. I'm going to take the Mets on the money line. I think we get we, th- we get back on the winning column. Cookie Carrasco, I like him at home. And Zach Eflin, I think this 
this is a discounted rate. I made the Mets a minus 140 favorite. So I, I just think at home, they're the better team right now. And the other one that I really did like was the Dodgers and D-backs under nine. If yep. Like Munaf said, if it goes to nine and a half, I still like the under with two good pitchers. I think we see a little scoring game. So D-backs, uh, Dodgers under nine, Mets money line, and A's money line as my dog. All right, there we go. Uh, Dylan is feeling generous on this Friday uh, in Major League Baseball. Sometimes when you like picks, you just got to give them out, man. Um, yeah. I really felt that way on Tuesday uh, when we were in Vegas. Was, I looked at the card. There was some great plays that I did like. So uh, hopefully we can cash on all of our picks. All right, so for my lock, I got to say with my guy, I, I've been touting him all season, Alec Manoa for the Toronto Blue Jays on the money line, minus 110. Again, he's been fantastic anywhere he's been pitching. We talked a lot about home road splits on this episode. He's been great, uh, like I mentioned, both at home and on the road here. So I'm going to take Alec Manoa with the Blue Jays on the money line at minus 110 as my lock. For my dog, I thought this uh, price was too juicy to pass up. I know Dylan has him as one of his picks on the money line, but I'm going to take him as on the run line at plus 165 is going to be the New York Mets with Cookie Carrasco. Yeah. And Zach Eflin on the mound. We talk about the splits in this game as well. Zach Eflin has been absolutely atrocious on the road so far this year. His numbers are not great against the Mets over his career either. So at minus one and a half, plus 165, I think that's a really good number. I can't pass that up. I'm going to take that as my dog at that minus one and a half price of plus 165. Um, uh, I'll throw that bonus one into that number's not out yet, but I think that if you're able to find a three and a half or four on the Houston Astros team total, um, Chris Flexen, like we mentioned, he's been really struggling so far this season and his numbers over his career against the Astros haven't been that great either. So at a price at seven, um, you'll probably see that number come around. I'm guessing it's probably going to be four uh, for the Astros, but I still like that against Chris Flexen. I think that the uh, Astros have really given Justin Verland that run support in throughout his start. So I do like that number uh, as a bonus pick. I'll give you guys as well. Uh that's going to do it for this episode of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Dylan, you have anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here and then let the people know where they can find you on social media? Yeah, no, just uh, it's a long season. Keep riding with us. Uh, Moon, I'll probably say just like, subscribe, and rate, review. They help us out tremendously with all the in, uh, analytics. But, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Rock with 2 ks 24 And, yeah, make sure you guys follow our Twitter page, MLB Gambling Podcast, uh, at MLB SGPN. Yeah, echoing everything Dylan just said there, make sure to follow the Twitter account. Uh, absolutely crushing it over there. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe. We're going to be here daily all throughout the season. Uh, so you don't want to miss these picks. Um, I know that basketball is winding down. Hockey is winding down. And it's only going to be baseball for you to bet on. So get ahead of the market here. Come join us. Come uh, subscribe. Cash in with us um, as we approach the dog days of the summer. Because like I said, it's only going to be baseball. You can find me on Twitter as well at SportsDirt824. Uh, make sure, like I said, follow the MLB Gambling Podcast account. Uh, and also leave us a review if you haven't already. Please, please, please. It really helps us grow the show um, so we can be here for you guys. With that being said, good luck with your picks uh, today. Let's break these books off and let it ride.